actual fuck is going on with this whole politics business? And the, the stuff about me paddleboarding, nonsense. The sea was actually closed. It was a, a red notice. When Kermit the Frog, Kermit the Frog sang, it's not easy being green. You remember that one? Russia should go away, should shut up. And try that's in December, I'll be in Beijing, opening up new pork markets. Like seriously, what the fuck? Hello possums, I'm in my Dame Edna era today. I am. It's the middle of the night. I'm waiting for oven chips to cook because I've just come back from the pub and I thought, you know what? It's time to podcast because I got like, let me check my timer. I have currently 14 minutes. I'm making oven chips because I always want oven chips when I drink. I'm a simple girl. I know what I like. Um, I like oven chips. I like cider. I like whiskey. And I like domineering women yeah (laughs) okay besties but anyway to the point to the point quick no faking cooking politicians like a pound of well not bacon because I don't like bacon but anyway you are listening to what the actual fuck is going on with this whole politics business. Maybe this whole episode will be recorded when I'm drunk. Maybe it won't. Who knows? But, um, yes, here we are once again together. It is the weekend and we have a lot to talk about because Westminster's back and I was really fucking excited um, because I am a fucking nerd, um, and that's my life, and you are joining me on this, we're together, we're nerds together, you know, all nerds together, and there's a lot to talk about, so I feel we should get into it, besties. So, This week, the health secretary, Sajid Javid, the Saj, as he likes to be known, he keeps trying to make that nickname happen. And I'm sorry, but it's not going to happen, girl. Stop trying to make it happen. It's not going to happen. His home was targeted by anti-vaccine protesters. They went to his house to serve him papers, apparently. There's this whole thing. It's been quite, um, quite a thing during this whole pandemic situation. Anti-vaccine campaigners will go to places to serve people papers, um, like handing over, like, printed out versions of the Magna Carta and shit and like things that they claim to be legal documents or something like they go to hospitals to do this they go to vaccine centers to do this and now they've gone to the health secretary's home 
they filmed themselves doing this. And they filmed his daughter as well because they knocked on the door. His daughter answered the door. Disgusting. Disgust. Harassing a child? I, do you know what? I've just said that. I, do, I just, I, I feel uncomfortable, so uncomfortable with this. Um, nobody should be going to his house, bothering his family. It's just so fucked up. Like, you know me. I'm as anti-Tory as it gets. But this is his home. These are his, his children. What the fuck? I feel like this pandemic has brought out the most disgusting aspects of humanity. You know what I mean? I um continually, like just over and over and over again, disgusted by people. I'm sorry to say it, but I mean, who does that? You know, and this is not the the first incident that we have had. Um, fucking Piers Corbin and his gang of ugh, were fucking harassing teachers at schools. Um, you know, they recently Piers Corbin literally calling for. MPs offices to be burnt down calling for MPs to be murdered I just that people at prevent are gonna be busy that's all I can say I Jesus Christ I gotta talk about something else because I'm gonna start screaming into the void now you know what let's talk about something else that's gonna make me scream because I'm mad, I'm angry. Rob Roberts, you remember him? Conservative Member of Parliament. Disgrace, disgusting. A man that was suspended after sexually harassing multiple people. Currently sitting as an independent. Absolute disgrace of a man. I'm sorry to say, but disgusting to me disgusting like i i'm sorry but i just i believe anybody that harasses people bullies people just disgusting absolutely revolting um so yeah he had something to fucking say this week <laughs> this bitch he asked if it would be possible to suspend devolution to avoid covid confusion Shut the fuck up, Rob Roberts. Shut the actual fuck up. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. He he said, <laughs> Over the past 18 months, my inbox has been full of people who are frustrated and confused by the differences between the England and Wales COVID rules, my constituency being close to the border. As part of the devolution settlement under the Wales Act, there is provision for devolution to be suspended temporarily during times of national crisis in order for decisions to be made 
by Westminster for the whole of the United Kingdom. Will the Attorney General confirm whether she gave any advice to the government along these lines? If not, when would a national crisis that would trigger the, such a clause be? Okay. Firstly, this is not a problem that was created by the Welsh government. This is essentially a problem that exists because of the England-centric reporting of literally anything political, okay? When um, when the press has been reporting about, you know, COVID restrictions, most of the time they're talking about things that are happening in England, but they're talking about it as if it's happening everywhere, and it's not, Um there's not a lot of attention being given to the differences between the the government's decisions across different governments. You know what I mean? Um, but he, as a member of parliament, has the opportunity and the platform to be informing his constituents of the differences. And if he's getting these emails, it's part of his job to respond and help people to understand the differences between, for example, the rules in England and the rules in Wales. If he is not capable of that and he needs to be a little bitch and be like, oh, I think maybe we should just like stop devolution for a bit because I can't be asked to do my job, then he shouldn't be in that job in the first place. I mean, personally, I don't think he should anyway because he's a sexual harasser and a gross pig but if you can't be asked to do your job mate just say like just fucking say if you're not capable of doing something very basic which is just replying to an email and saying to somebody okay well let me help you to understand the rules let me lay out what the differences are in England and Wales let me explain the regulations and the rules to you if you can't even be asked to do that even when you have a whole fucking staff of people, because that's the thing, <laughs> members of parliament do not work on their own. They have case workers to help them with things like this. So it's not like he's having to reply to every single fucking email in the fucking vigilie. He can have help with that if he needs it. If he can't even be asked to do that, like, bitch, you're just telling on yourself. Let's be real. You are just basically saying, I am not good enough to do this job basically that is what's happening and you know what I fucking agree because you're not good enough and if it were up to me you wouldn't be doing it you wouldn't be fucking doing it you just wouldn't um there we are that's my feels um I guess I guess we got to talk about Molly May um up until like sometime last year, I didn't even know who she was. Um, I I I believe she was on Love Island, but I don't watch Love Island. I don't really even know what it is. Um, but she went from Love Island to being an influencer or something. Um, and I only knew who she was because last year I was writing a project for Halloween, and uh, it was really cool. It's about zombies. If you like zombies. <laughs> Oh, wait, no. Hold up. No, it was the year before. <laughs> I'm losing track of time. I think maybe because it's the new year or maybe because it's COVID. I don't know. But anyway, I was writing a thing about zombies, right? And I needed like a popular, you know, celebrity to kind of make a cameo, so to speak, because I was like, 
you know, because I was trying to make it really immersive and like in depth and like, you know, people could feel like they were actually like experiencing it and things. So I wanted to include a relevant current celebrity. So I, I went on to the Google and I was like, who, who are the kids, you know, who are they enjoying these days? And she was the first person that came up. So I chucked her in the story. She ends up making a brief cameo. Um, she has been talked about a lot this week because she gave a fucking ridiculous interview. She was on a podcast or some shit and she... <laughs> Girl, Miss Thing was like... I just feel like everyone has the same 24 hours in a day and you know if you just like believe in yourself and work really hard you can achieve whatever you want and people were dragging her because that's stupid I mean (laughs) yeah sure I have the same 24 hours a day as like I don't know for example Molly May but you know I I am also not somebody whose job basically entails just like taking a couple of pictures for Instagram and starting some drama for attention. Um, you know, uh, she she was talking about how she works so hard, yada, yada, yada. Um, I've actually looked into this, so I am vaguely more aware of who she is. Um, apparently she's she's a creative director at a fast fashion brand which basically means that they basically gave her an honorary job title so that she could promo their shit without having to go through as many hoops you know what I mean like it's it's very that and um you know there's like videos that were posted that went viral after she she said all this that basically demonstrated that she doesn't actually do all that much in that role either so I mean yeah sure girl yeah, we all have the same 24 hours a day, but when most of yours is like, you know, posting Instagram stories of you watching Netflix or, you know, posting an ad on YouTube or something, it's not quite the same as regular people that have to get up at fucking 6am to get to a, a job and then spend most of that day doing that job and then go home and have like two or three hours before they crash from fucking exhaustion. It's not the same, girl. It's not the fucking same. Anyway, so she was getting dragged, um, and rightly so, I feel. Um, and, <laughs> and then the fucking government waits in. <laughs> I fucking hate this government, bro. You know I hate this government. <laughs> so the um the small business minister paul scully was asked about it by nick ferrari on lbc (laughs) and and he he backed her and then he started talking about leveling up and whatever and he said an aspirational approach to life is no bad thing and you know what I think there's there's nothing wrong with aspiration. I, I have fucking aspirations. I have dreams. I have ambitions. I have things that I am constantly working for. On top of all the other shit I'm doing, you know, fucking making sure I can pay my fucking rent and shit. Um, you know, keeping myself together. But I've also got dreams, you know, and literally every spare second I have, I'm putting towards that, which is probably why 
I am such a disaster. But yeah, I have aspirations. I have dreams. And I, I, I try to be aspirational in my approach to life. But there's also a delusional approach to life, which someone like Molly May has. The the, the fact of the matter is, is she can't see anything outside of her own life. She can't see that other people don't have the advantages that she has. It's easy to say, yeah, if you just work for it, babes, it can happen. But if you are currently in a position where, you know, people will bend over backwards to be accommodating to you because you have millions of Instagram followers, that's quite a different position to the average person. So yeah, if she works for it she can probably get whatever she wants but she is already miles ahead of the average person so there's a lot of delusion coming into play here i leave it to the fucking tories to go with this fucking thatcher light nonsense i mean God, they're going to have her as, like, some kind of party spokesperson, like, that ridiculous toff woman. I, they're going to think it's fucking youth engagement, but they don't realise that currently it's the fucking youth that are dragging this so-called girl boss. Okay. So... We're going to talk about the Liberal Democrats. The Liberal Democrats. You know, you know, I have complex feelings, but... God, I was about to lie to you and pretend I was going to be, like, impartial or some shit. <laughs> we don't do that here. What do you think this is? The BBC? <laughs> Wait, they're not impartial. Mm. Girl, they're on thin ice with me. They've been making some changes to my EastEnders and I'm not happy. We will see what happens when, when you know, when we see. Anyway, um, so back on to what is quite a serious topic, actually. Um, so a lady named Emma Walker um, has spoken about something that she experienced in the Liberal Democrats. And I'm going to talk about this um, briefly. So she says, I left the Scottish Lib Dems because of a growing concern about paedophiles in the party. I told Alex Cole Hamilton on Friday the 12th of March 2021, he made me promises for when he was a leader. I texted him the first Monday morning of his leadership. He said he was on it. He unfollowed me. He's not done a single thing to investigate this or anything else that I raised as CEO or as mental health spokesperson. The Scotsman, which is a newspaper in Scotland, know he's a liar, but somehow the old boys club closed ranks and didn't print any of the evidence. I will not stop, Alex. They walk among us, the abusers, the bystanders and the gaslighters. Do not trust Alex Cole Hamilton. I'm deeply ashamed that I ever did. She then, she made another tweet. She said, I was CEO of the Scottish Liberal Democrats and mental health spokesperson. The final straw wasn't being assaulted or being bullied or being used by Alex Cole Hamilton as he mounted a coup against a woman MP. I left when I saw the party's response to suggestions of paedophilia in the party. So, 
she is talking here about abuse within the party. Promises that have been made to make things better, to improve on what can be done to keep people safe. And what she is saying here is that she was lied to. She was told that it would be dealt with and it hasn't been. And I have to tell you, I'm not surprised. Now, I can't go too far into what I want to say because um, there is currently a case happening. Let's just say that. And I cannot say too much because I don't want to fuck it all up. Um, but I am aware of people within the Liberal Democrats that had a great interest in trying to shut down discussion about potential abusive people in their party. And you might remember this was a very long time ago. I think this was like one of the first episodes that we did on this show where I went through a blog that had been set up by young members of the Liberal Democrats where they were discussing um, abuse and harassment they had faced and massive failures by the party to do anything. Just, they couldn't even do their bare minimum. And... So I I think this is this is not a new thing. I think this is potentially a long term issue. Um, am I naive enough to think that this is something that is just limited to the Liberal Democrats? Of course not. A hundred percent no. Um, I I think it probably is an issue in multiple parties, but. The Liberal Democrats are perhaps the most obvious about it. Um, it seems very much like they are completely unrepentant. Um, I just, it makes me unsettled. I mean, they... God. The... The pandemic was a real lucky thing for the Liberal Democrats. I want to just say that because in February of 2020, there was a, a number of people that were frankly drowning in in scandal in the Liberal Democrats. So... Um, David Steele, who at the time was a Liberal Democrat peer in the House of Lords, um, he had been criticised by an inquiry into child abuse because he it had been discovered he hadn't passed on allegations that a member of his party, Cyril Smith, had been abusing children. And it was said 
by one of the victims. If Steele had acted in 1979, there were others who would not have gone through what I went through. Which I believe is right. There is a lot of that going around, let me just say that. There is a lot of cases where where victims could have been saved but weren't because someone looks the other way and someone says, well, it's not my business. I don't want to rock the boat, you know? Very that. Um, and this was this was becoming a huge thing because the Liberal Democrats didn't really seem to want to do all that much beyond saying, oh, okay, maybe, maybe you shouldn't... Mm maybe you shouldn't be in the party anymore. And that was all they were willing to do. Um, and then, of course, the pandemic happens and it basically washes it all away because everyone's thinking about the pandemic. Um, so I think it was a very lucky moment for the Liberal Democrats. Um, but, you know, I, I just... It concerns me that... Because if you, if you look at the... The tweets that that sort of sparked this conversation, there are so many people saying that they have had similar experiences. So many people talking about being gaslit, talking about abuse they have suffered, harassment they have suffered. And nothing having been done. Absolutely nothing. And it's horrifying. Because... Because dangerous people are being protected. And I know... I know that that's probably going to sound... Like a fucking conspiracy... Or whatever. But sometimes. Sometimes it's true. There is something very wrong. In that party. That's all I'm going to fucking say. Is there issues in other parties? Yes. But it seems. Incredibly present there. And that scares me and it should scare a lot of people, but it apparently doesn't. So that's great. The 2019 intake of Once Again At It, I'm Afraid. Um, Jacob Young. I have, I have never seen anybody just so cringe <sighs> fucking hell no i'm not having that no do you know what as an aquarius i'm saying this he's not allowed to be an aquarius anymore i'm taking that i i am once again gatekeeping fuck's sake so a constituent posted and said basically he didn't like his MP which is is within their right you know nobody has to like their MP you know they just don't um 
so then anyway this mp quote tweets it which is pathetic in my opinion and he says obsessed with me fact the immaturity of it he then fucking drags mariah carey into this and that that was the point where i fucking snapped um he posted a gif of her in the music video for obsessed um which is a song about a tragic man um so i guess that's a fun coincidence isn't it because jacob young is also a tragic man um he then turns off replies and then a local business that he follows on social media replies and they fucking have it out. <laughs> so embarrassing. So Rita's pantry pub had something to fucking say. They said, are the replies off? So your attempt at a pylon doesn't backfire when you find more of your constituents actually agree with Matt? Or is it just to limit the chances that you'll have to apologise for petty name-calling again? Yes. This is the same guy. Oh, no. The same guy. He, he should not be allowed social media. Like sorry to say um he was the same guy who was basically caught like body shaming a constituent on twitter the 2009 intake two, 2009 2019 intake see it feels like they've been here for fucking ever because they're just getting on my nerves but like they are cursed people they are cursed people like sorry so he said, no attempt to pile on from me. Don't understand why this website has to be a place where a small corner of society just focus on tearing people down. Well, like you did, bitch. <laughs> well, welcome to my small corner of the internet where that is entirely what we're doing. Um, so in the business replies and said, I wouldn't call it tearing down people. It's the public having the having an opinion on the performance of an elected MP. Your response of calling out people because you don't like their opinion is just unprofessional and immature. Correct. Correct. He is unprofessional. He is immature. He is a fucking mess. I'm tired of it. See, the thing is, right, and, and this is why I get fucking annoyed about this, right? This is a man that is paid, like, four times what a lot of people are fucking earning. And some of that money comes out of our taxes to pay them. And he's a fucking mug. Like... <laughs> Fucking getting into beefs with people on Twitter. Like a petty little bitch. Do your actual job, mate. Like, Jesus Christ. I. People like him are why people get this whole opinion of like, I hate politics, I hate politicians. They don't care about me. Because this bitch would rather fucking argue with people on Twitter and think he fucking did something than actually do his job like that that's what's happening speaking of people who are also not suitable 
to work in politics. <laughs> Councillor Dr. Peter Mosley. Oh. He is a councillor in Lincolnshire. And... <laughs> what a fucking idiot. He's a conservative councillor. Well, for now, anyway. And he compared the Canadian Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, to Adolf Hitler. I am pleading with people to stop comparing things to Hitler and the Holocaust and the Nazis and... A lot of this feels like appropriating the the trauma of holocaust survivors and i hate it i fucking hate it um his own <gasps> the council leader um actually distanced themselves from from this man and said that his posts were not the views of the conservative party or of the council um carl so he was on Twitter. What is it about Tories on Twitter being messy? What is going on? So... <laughs> ah. He said, Trudeau has lost his mind. He is completely nuts and is holding an entire country hostage. <laughs> he called him a psychopath and said, Yep, we can see Trudeau going all Hitler on the population. I don't think that we can, actually. I, I don't think that we can. Um, don't think that's happening. Um, so, uh, in response to people being upset about his comments, uh, he said that the comments were made on a personal Twitter account and were not linked to his role as a counsellor. Um, and that the issue was being stirred up by the far left um do you know what it doesn't matter that he says oh it was the it was my personal views it's not linked to my work as a counselor i just want to let people know because i feel like people don't know this um when you put like in in like a social media bio when you put like you know my views do not represent my employer yada 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 Nobody fucking cares. Nobody takes that seriously. If you fucking said it, it's going to be linked to what you do as a person. And if you are a counsellor, it's going to be linked to that. And it doesn't fucking matter if you say, oh, these are just my personal views. They're not my work views. Because to be honest, it's quite likely that your personal views will have an impact on your work views or whatever. So it doesn't matter if you do that whole disclaimer of like, you know, likes and retweets, not necessarily an endorsement. My personal views do not, you know, correspond with my blah, blah, whatever. It doesn't fucking matter, bitch. It doesn't fucking matter. Because it doesn't, it just doesn't. Um, and also the idea that, that this man is important enough that there would be some conspiracy by the far left to fucking oust him 
by stirring this up is fucking ludicrous. Have you considered, mate, that maybe people find your personal views to be fucking abhorrent? And that maybe it's not some kind of leftist conspiracy. Maybe it's just that normal people don't like this kind of thing. Have you considered that? <laughs> he says, um, I should feel free to make comments about things I have knowledge about. If people are offended, then that is their problem. Well, from what you said, you don't have knowledge about this. Because if you had knowledge about, you know, for example, Hitler um, or Justin Trudeau or living under the Nazis or the Holocaust or any of those things, you would know that what is happening in Canada right now is in no way comparable to the horrors of Nazi fucking Germany. What is happening in Canada is in no way comparable to what the survivors of the Holocaust went through, for example. It is in no way the same at all. So obviously, you don't have knowledge about this. So no, you shouldn't feel free to make comments about things that you're obviously quite dumb about, frankly. Um, and there's whole nonsense about if people are offended, then that is their problem. <laughs> that is like peak immaturity. And not to be a bitch, but this man looks old. Far too old to be going on like this. <laughs> um, also, this this man, you know, his his doctorate is in engineering as well. So he's not even like a medical doctor. So tell me again about all your knowledge, mate. I'm so interested to hear. I... <laughs> What an absolute fucking mug. Um, <laughs> Keith Starmer was not at Prime Minister's Questions this week because, unfortunately, he tested positive for COVID-19. Um, wishing him all the best. Hope you're feeling better soon, Keith Starmer. Um, Angela Rayner was subbing. She was up on the at the dispatch box she was living her best life she told boris johnson to brush his hair as she should um <laughs> ah. there was also a, a moment where boris johnson got caught in a lie that was kind of embarrassing um well it would be if he had the ability to feel shame but he kind of doesn't um so he was talking about inflation um and go <laughs> go 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 miss beth rigby at sky news she decided she she had snapped she was like uh-uh i didn't come to play i came to drag bitches and post receipts and that's what i'm gonna do and i was kind of living because I just think everything she does is fabulous. Um, so Boris Johnson said that at no point had he ever said that anybody... <laughs> um, 
you know, in the in the original clip, he said people have been worried about inflation for a very long time, and those fears have been unfounded. All right. Now, he then claimed in Prime Minister's questions when confronted by Angelina that he never said that. He was like, I said no such thing. And then Beth Rigby was like, you did, bitch, and you said it on camera. And I was like, yeah, okay. Okay, bitch. All right. Okay. I was living for it. I was living for it. Um, I love seeing Boris Johnson get dragged because it brings satisfaction to my soul. And... I love that for her. So, a Labour councillor has been suspended by the Labour Party. um, And rightly so, to be honest. Um, Ron Cooper tweeted, If Corbyn was Labour leader again, then hundreds of thousands of members would rejoin the party. Would they, though? I mean, okay. Keir Starmer stands for nothing but hashtag purge of socialists and following commands from Israel. Now, a lot of people pointed out that this is quite obviously anti-Semitic because, you know, playing into that conspiracy theory that Jewish people control the world, which I've never understood, actually. Um... Like, I don't understand how people can, like, like say that with any degree of seriousness. It doesn't make sense as a conspiracy theory at all. Um, I mean, obviously, I understand that the reason that they believe it is because, you know, they want to dehumanise Jewish people. And so maybe to them it doesn't have to make sense. But I, I just, I'm just saying, like, if Jewish people really did control the world, right... Well, then, I mean, firstly, you wouldn't know that because they, they would, you know, they would make sure you didn't know. And and secondly, like, you know, if they controlled the world and the media and everything, I'm pretty sure that there wouldn't be so many instances of people being really, really, really fucking horrible to Jewish people. Like, that wouldn't be a thing. Um, Anti-Semitism wouldn't be so common. Um... I just, it doesn't make sense. It, does, it doesn't. Like, I'm sorry. Anyway, uh, back to the matter at hand. So this man was suspended from the Labour Party, um, which is probably a good thing. Let's be real. Um, I guess the Labour Party are in their we are being serious about anti-Semitism era, which is nice. Um... I I worry sometimes about... Because, I mean, we've had, just this week, we've had councillors comparing, you know, prime ministers of other countries to horrific dictators and murderers. We've had councillors spreading con- theory, you know, conspiracy theories on fucking Twitter. So... I do feel like maybe we need to be looking at the quality 
of local councillors that we have because I feel like some of these people are just, I don't know, fucking dreadful. Um, I would like to have that conversation. I feel like... I got I got a local election coming up and let me give you some local tea. Um, so the Liberal Democrat candidate has pissed off a bunch of people in the constituency because in her leaflet, right, she makes a point of saying because the the, the election is happening because unfortunately um the the councillor that was uh that had the seat has passed away. And so in this Liberal Democrat candidate's leaflet, she says, you know, I really respected her and, you know, she was a moderate conservative, but she didn't really do enough to stop, you know, her party lurching to the extremes, you know, and stuff like that. And it's like, well, um, I mean, firstly, it's a bit delusional to think that one councillor can do that, to be real. But secondly... Have her family have seen it, and so there is this whole situation where the previous councillor's family are now deeply upset by this Liberal Democrat candidate's words on somebody that to them as you know a mother, a grandmother, um, and and has only been dead for you know a couple of a couple of months, I think it is. And so I just, again, I'm just asking, are we potentially sending our best to be on the, on the ballot papers for council elections? Because I don't think somebody that sits there and writes down something that frankly is quite insensitive and doesn't think, oh, does this maybe make me sound like a dick? Like she, she didn't even think about it. She just, she fucking said, yep, okay, let's print it and send it all around. Like, Jesus Christ. So maybe we ought to be looking at whether we are sending our best to stand on our councils, because I don't think that we are. And I'm not saying I would be better. Um, <laughs> I'd be terrible. <laughs> and there'd be some other girl sitting there talking about me, and she'd be, she'd be like, mm. and there's this there's this councillor in Kent and she she's in trouble this week because she called Boris Johnson a whore on Twitter and everybody's mad at her and she's going to get cancelled. Is there going to be a by-election? And somebody would drag me, and probably rightly so, but I, that's not the life for me, darling. But sometimes I'd want to do it because, you know, I don't know. I just feel like it would be glam. I don't know. But anyway... Let's talk about something not glam, in my opinion. <laughs> Let's talk about the national anthem. <sighs> Money is the reason we exist. Everybody knows it as a fact. Kiss, kiss. Not that national anthem. If that was what we were talking about, I'd be okay with it. But no, we're talking about God Save the Queen. Um... Fucking deport me, whatever, I don't care. But I think it's a fucking boring song and I hate it. And I wish it wasn't the national anthem. I don't like it. It makes me cringe. I feel like God has better things to worry about than like what the Queen is doing or whatever. Um, like, I, I just... <sighs> Who cares, girl? Who cares? Um, like, 
do I want her to die? No, because I'm not mean. But, like, I feel like if you have a, a hotline to God and you're having a chat with God, there are more important things that you could say than, hi, can you make sure the Queen's all right? Like, my priorities would be, hi, can you make sure that, you know, kids are not going to school hungry? Hi, can you, like, you know, try and speed up, like, you know, cancer treatments and things like that? You know, let's get the science rocking and rolling, bitch. Like, I'm not going to be out here talking to him about some old lady that I don't know. Like, girl. Mm. Anyway, how is this relevant? Well, Conservative MP Andrew Rosendell, <laughs> he decided that he had something to fucking say. Um, and he said that the national anthem should be played by the BBC every night. <laughs> I believe this used to be a thing. Um, you know... I know that they used to play it at cinemas as well. Like, they would... Um, they would have... Like, at the end of films, like, they would play the anthem after or whatever. Shit like that. But he's, he's suggesting that it is played every night on the BBC. And then the culture secretary and full-time professional idiot Nadine Doris said it was a fantastic question and that she was interested in talking about it. I No. Unless you allow me to remix it so it's actually good. Yeah. We'll take out like a couple of the verses and we can put in like a sick instrumental for one of them. We could write a fun new bridge. She'll be very glam. Um yeah. I'm sorry, but, like, you look around the world and some of them have got amazing national anthems that are about, like, empowering the country, uplifting people. You know, you and you and you were all, were all amazing because this is our country and we're fab. And then God Save the Queen is basically just, hi, we are ruled over by this rich old lady. Can you look after her, please? I'm sorry, it, it makes me feel like a simp. I don't, I don't want that because I, am I a simp for domineering woman? Kind of, but just not that one. Not that one. I ain't out here simping for straight women. Um, <laughs> no, uh, well, I'm not, I'm not, but, um, I'm just not into it. I don't, I don't like the national anthem, but you know what? If anyone has a problem with me not liking it, they can fucking come and talk to my birth certificate that says I was fucking born in this country. And then they can fucking like come argue with me about that. It's my right as a British person to fucking say that our national anthem sucks. Fight me, come at me. I don't care. That's just how I feel. That's just how I feel. And I certainly don't want it fucking played on the TV. Like that. I don't even know why I care so much. I don't even really watch TV. But like, it's just, 
we have bigger problems as as a nation to be dealing with um there are plenty of problems that he could be talking about but instead he's like why don't we get the bbc to play the national anthem every night what a fucking moron you want to talk about troubles we got trouble the army is being deployed in london hospitals because nhs staffing levels are so bad that's a real problem that this man could be talking about but instead he's like let's play the national anthem on the television every night what a fucking moron <laughs> you want to talk about trouble let's talk about this boris johnson texts have been leaked girl a full text to boris johnson from boris johnson to a conservative party donor asking for more money to refurbish his private flat <laughs> so boris johnson says hi david I'm afraid parts of our flat are still a bit of a tip and I am keen to allow Lulu Little, God, I don't know who that is, to get on with it. Can I possibly ask her to get in touch with you for approvals? Many thanks and all the best, Boris. P.S. I'm on the great ex exhibition plan will revert. Firstly, I got to say this. I don't understand how Boris Johnson is so shameless. I... How is he not, like, embarrassed? I, I don't understand it. It does not make sense to me as a mindset. Like, oh. Rich people really have worms in their brains. Um, so then Lord Brownlow responds and says, Afternoon, Prime Minister. I hope you're both well. Sorry for the delay. I was out for a walk and didn't have my work phone with me. Of course. Get Lulu to call me and we'll get it sorted ASAP. Thanks for thinking about GE2. Best wishes, David. I should have said, as the trust is... I'm sorry, these people, like, sign off on text? What the fuck is that? Rich people, like I said, have worms in their brains. I should have said, as the trust isn't set up yet, will be in January. Approval is a doddle, as it's only me and I know where the money will come from. So as soon as Lulu calls, we can crack on, David. So, um, <laughs> so apparently there is no evidence that Boris Johnson knew that this trust that paid for all his flat refurbishments was funded by this man himself. And so Boris Johnson has been cleared of this again. <sighs> Fuck's sake. Literally in the third message, this rich man openly says the trust doesn't exist and he's funding it. But apparently there's no fucking evidence. I mean, <laughs> and you know what else? Because it's never just one thing with these bitches. 
Um, nine weeks after these messages were sent and this man paid for Boris Johnson to have his flat done up, Lord Brownlow was granted a meeting with the culture secretary at the time, Oliver Dowden, to discuss Festival UK slash Great Exhibition. Now, if we look back at these messages, Boris Johnson says, I'm on the Great Exhibition plan, will revert. So I think it's a pretty funny coincidence that Boris Johnson goes to this man and says, hi, can I have some money? Um, and then this man says, yeah, of course you can have this money. And then just weeks later, this man is given time with a government minister to discuss plans for an event he wants to hold that he's going to need the government's help with. I just think that's interesting. And by interesting, I mean corrupt as fuck. Um, let's talk about <laughs> COVID testing. Everybody's talking about COVID testing. Um, so there's been lots of um, discussion about COVID testing lately. Um, it was reported briefly over the weekend that free COVID tests were going away um, because the government was hoping to save money by no longer paying for COVID tests and the, the hope was that we would all learn to live with it. Um, this was then denied by the government literally the next day. So I guess they're keeping the free COVID tests, which is nice because, you know, it's always good to be informed of where you are, where you stand in regards to COVID, isn't it? It's always good to know. Um then <laughs> i can't stop thinking about this this shit is so stupid um uh, so pauline mcneil who is an msp for scottish labor um she she made a fool of herself there's no other way to put it <laughs> miss thing was playing the fool i god she is a labor msp in glasgow she is Scottish Labour's Shadow Minister for Housing, Communities and Equality. And she is a clown now. That's that's where we're going. She she is on the road to clown town. That's where she is now. So <laughs> she posted on Twitter the clowniest of clowny things. In response to a tweet by Humza Youssef, who was once again making it clear to people that it is important to register the results of your lateral flow tests, particularly if it's positive, because it helps with contact tracing, but you should be registering them anyway. Now, this, I want to stress this, this is something that has been made really clear um, since home testing became available. Um, it is in all the leaflets. Um... I'm obviously the tests I get are you know issued by by the UK government but I've seen um test kits from the you know that are available in Scotland and the same is true there um 
it is made clear that you should be registering your test regardless of the result. When you register a test, it gives you the option of were you positive, were you negative, yada, yada, yada. So everybody should be registering every single test. That is made very, very clear in the instructions. Um, and it's been made clear in public messaging, not just in Scotland, but across the UK. It is perhaps one of the only things um, that you could say is really a UK wide thing. Uh, there's been a lot of complaining about, you know, things not being UK wide and it being confusing. This is something that is undeniably clear. You absolutely should be registering test results all the time. So she quote tweets him and she says, I think there is a lot of confusion about the whole testing process now. Surely it's only a positive result that is registered. No, girl, no. And that's never been the case. And that's never been something that basically any government in the UK has said. Um, you know, Hamza Yusuf replies to confirm, no, that's not the case. Every result should be reported. It doesn't matter if it's positive, negative or indifferent. Um, you, should re you should report your results. Um, a lot of people were posting pictures of the leaflets and the packaging that their COVID test came in in Scotland, making clear that it was very, very obvious that people should be reporting their test results. Um, somebody posted a picture of the booklet that comes in the test kits and it literally has um, a, a banner. It's in blue, so it stands out. It's in big letters at the bottom of every single page. It says report all your test results to the NHS. So um, they could not have been clearer that you are supposed to be reporting absolutely every test result to the National Health Service. And for some reason, it wasn't getting through to her. Now, one of two things is going on here. Either she is playing dumb to try and have a dig at the Scottish government. If that's the case, it's obviously spectacularly backfired. Um, or she just hasn't been paying attention throughout this whole process and therefore hasn't been registering all her results and has sort of accidentally publicly admitted to not actually following the guidance and not paying attention to what is going on around her and not reading the very short and easy to read instruction booklets that come in COVID testing kits. Um, either way, I don't, I don't think it's a good look and I, I don't think it's um, very fancy and cute. Um, but work, girl, do you? So this week, uh, people were talking about Hillsborough. I actually spoke briefly about Hillsborough last week. Um, so this week there was an event um, to try and push for the Hillsborough law, which would prevent cover-ups um, in the event of, you know, things like losses of life, things like the Hillsborough disaster, because one of the hardest things about that was the fact that the 
the public were lied to, the families were lied to, there was definitely an attempt to cover up what had happened um, to protect the people that hadn't done their jobs and kept people safe. Um, and so there is currently an attempt to bring in a law that would stop that from happening in the future. I am in complete support of that, 100%. Um, so um, Theresa May was speaking at this event and so was Gordon Brown. And I don't want to be a bitch, but I'm going to be. Both of them have been former prime ministers. Like, they were literally prime ministers. They could have done more when they were in office to actually help Hillsborough campaigners. But instead, they wait until they're out of office and they're safe from the consequences of speaking up for what is right, even if it's unpopular. Um, because, yes, speaking in support of Hillsborough campaigners is probably going to be popular with the public, but there's going to be a lot of people behind the scenes that are not going to like it. You know, the, the police are not going to like it. I imagine the Home Office are not going to like it. There's going to be a lot of people that stand to lose you know if if this law comes in if there is more attention brought to the fact that that there was a horrific injustice that happened and it is so much easier to wait until you're out of office and there's not really as many consequences to speak up for something like this um because their time in power is gone and it's not coming back is very unlikely to come back. It is very hard to see a situation in which Gordon Brown or Theresa May are anywhere near Downing Street ever again, unless they go there for like some kind of like wine and cheese party or whatever. Um, neither of them are going to be elected to positions of power. You know, they're not going to be the leaders of their parties again. It's not going to happen. I know there are some like delusional people on social media who are like, oh, we could have Gordon Brown back as leader. That would be great. Girl, it's not going to happen. I just want those people in the Labour Party to know it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen, girl. Um, so they, they, they don't have to worry about perception and being in power again. That's not an issue. So now they finally find the strength to talk about it. But when they had the power to actually help in a meaningful way, rather than just speaking on a Zoom call, they don't want to do it. And I just, um, I just feel uncomfortable with it, personally. It just seems a bit weak. They could have done more and they didn't. And I... That's just... That's just my opinion. That is just my opinion. Um, so Lucy Powell, Labour MP, said this week, I'm not woke, but I'm not anti-woke either. God, what does it mean? Why can't the English learn to speak English? I'm out here on my Rex Harrison era and I'm fucking asking, what does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? I'm not woke, but I'm not anti-woke either. 
girl. She said, I'm just kind of fairly ordinary. I will absolutely sort of cry my eyes out at Strictly Come Dancing where a deaf woman wins it and a same-sex couple are the runners-up. I think that was a fantastic kind of illustration of where woke and anti-woke meet. <laughs> I guess, you know, this is yet another example of Labour trying really hard to... Um, to sit on the fence and please everybody but they just sort of end up isolating everybody because it just always comes across as so fucking weak and weird like god what 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 are you trying to say what does a deaf woman winning strictly have to do with anything What? What are you saying, girl? <laughs> it's a mess. It's fucking messyboots.com. Um, where's Street Inc? Do you know what? I haven't decided yet because I haven't made a decision. I'm not good at making decisions. I like to... I like to have someone do that for me because... Um, that's my life. Um, I actually have like 40 minutes recorded and I was thinking I might like expand it and make it a separate episode because I literally spent a long time talking about a video that we're streeting was in this week. Um, so that might be a separate episode. It might be in this episode. I don't know yet. I, I, I don't know. I might just never release it. Who knows? Because it's the kind of thing where I'm going to get like shouty emails. Um, and I don't, I don't like being shouted at, even if it's by text. Um, but anyway, <laughs> uh, he was actually also like in trouble for something else. So I guess um, we'll talk about that instead. And then maybe we'll talk about the other thing. I don't know. So um, we're streeting, tweeted, celebrating Tony Blair getting a knighthood or whatever. You remember last week when Tony Blair got knighted or I mean, honestly, who cares? Um, and then a lot of people uh, pointed to a tweet that was on Wes Streeting's Twitter account because I guess he, like everybody else in politics, has never heard of the concept of deleting your tweets when you decide you're going to stand for election. Like, nobody has, nobody has fucking thought to do this. I can't. Um... So the tweet says, also, I think Blair should be tried at The Hague for the various war crimes to his sordid name. Um, and so people were calling him a hypocrite and they were saying, you, you know, you're a fucking, you're a hypocrite, Westrian. Look at you. Look at you. Um, Westrian uh, then said that it was actually Owen Jones who wrote the tweet. <laughs> Why did Owen Jones have your phone? <laughs> like, why? I don't... So apparently there was a video from Labour conference um, 
where we're straight talked about this. Um, and, and he said that Owen Jones had his phone or something. He also tweeted about it this week and said, yeah, Owen Jones had my phone. And I don't really understand that. I don't understand um, why why that happened why why would you just give someone your phone and let them tweet that like i don't understand what that's about um so let me okay so at the time so this this tweet was on halloween great timing love a good halloween tweet uh on in 2010 at the time i've just looked him up um Wes Streeting was a Labour councillor um so I would ask the question um and I've talked about this kind of thing before if you're a councillor why are you allowing other people to have access to your Twitter account why from what I can tell this was you know, not, not a personal Twitter account, it was a professional Twitter account. So why would you allow Owen Jones access to it to tweet something? And then why would you leave that tweet up for, a, for over a decade? I'm asking Wes Streeton, what the fuck, bro? What is going on with you? <laughs> like... I'm sorry, but like, girl, what is that? Why did Owen Jones have his phone? What for? I and girl, like, I'm, I'm sorry, but I just, girl. Hold on, I'm trying to work something out on my calculator. Okay. Okay, so I've I've worked it out and I had to use a calculator and don't drag me for that. Wes Streeting at the time of this tweet would have been 26. So he wasn't a fucking baby. He wasn't a little baby. I'm sorry, but no. So the question is still there. Why, why did he give Owen Jones his phone? Why did he let Owen Jones tweet for him? Why did he leave that tweet up? for several years <sighs> messy bitch messy <laughs> god i can't i can't um sadiq khan mayor of london is looking at plans to trial ending the prosecution of people caught with certain drugs decriminalizing certain drugs if you will um so the plan is to roll out a new scheme which will allow people under 25 who are caught with class b drugs to be offered courses and counseling rather than them being arrested so this would apparently include cannabis, ketamine and speed. 
Um, pilots like this have been done in other parts of the UK. Um, so Sadiq Khan is hoping to try something like this in London and see what happens, basically. Um, Keir Starmer has responded by saying he still does not think that decriminalisation should be pursued in the UK. But I guess Big Sadiq was like, well, I'm the fucking mayor, so... Ha! <laughs> um, I... I would be I would be interested to see how it goes. Um I know that it's not a very popular opinion if you're on the left. I'm very aware of that. Um but I I'm not really in favor of drugs. I have my own personal reasons for that. Um and maybe some people don't understand that and that's fine whatever. Um but that's how I feel. Um However, I I do think maybe, you know, there is probably some merit in trying to offer people something more than prison. Because I don't think sending people to prison is going to be helpful. Um actual drug dealers and drug traffickers sure um but drug users i don't think prison is going to be a helpful place for them in fact i know it's not um and so i i think this could be really interesting to see um if there is a way to to kind of change the way that things are going change the road that we're going down um that could be interesting. I guess we'll see. And you know what? I I trust Sadiq Khan. I trust Sadiq Khan. He is... He is a man that I have faith in. So... I guess we will see. I guess we will see. Um, there was a lot of people talking about Twitter censorship this week. Because politics for all was banned from Twitter. If you don't know what Politics for All is, it is a, um, a kind of, uh, I mean, how, how do you describe it? It's basically like, you know, a, an account on Twitter that would post politics-related news. Um, there was a lot of controversy because people believed that they were, you know, oversimplifying things sometimes, um, that they were cherry picking things to make things seem more controversial than they actually were. And then there was also, uh, the plagiarism thing, you know, a lot of journalists felt very upset by the fact that Politics for All would basically post their work, um, and claim that it was an exclusive or some shit like that um you know and they would post things without crediting journalists and things like that so you know it was a popular account in terms of follower numbers but in terms of winning hearts and minds perhaps not so much um 
But then they were banned. Their account was suspended. Nobody knew what was going on. It was a very shocking moment. Um, so, because there was no explanation given, and because the whole network had been shut down, because there was quite a few accounts that were associated with it. There was Politics for All, News for All. There was like a football account as well. I don't know about that, obviously. Um, and they all got shut down at the same time. And so people were asking, what is going on? What is going on? So one of the things that Twitter offered as an explanation was that they would um, amplify posts from one account on another account. So they would retweet one account, you know, for example, you know, the Politics for All account. They would retweet posts from that on the News for All account, you know, that kind of thing. And so Twitter said that that was against the rules. Um, however, a lot of people pointed out that a lot of media companies do that. Um, and that is not an unusual thing. And that, you know, that seems a bit much to ban them for. Um, there is also some people who think that perhaps it could be the fact that they were not declaring ads um, and that could be why they're banned. Um, potentially, yes. Um, you know, undeclared ads are a huge problem on social media. Um, the trouble is, is that the Advertising Standards Agency are shit. And so <laughs> they basically won't do anything. <laughs> Like, I'm sorry, but that's just, that's the tea. They basically won't do anything, you know, if you, if you make a report, they, they just, they won't really do anything about it. Um, and so influencers, you know, will essentially get away with it again and again. Um, that could be an issue for sure. If somebody is repeatedly, um, posting, you know, advertising content undeclared, it may be the case that the social media platform steps in and says, well, I'm not fucking having it and shuts it down. Maybe that is what happened. Who knows? Um, there are some people that have kind of conspiracy theories um, about, you know, the government having it shut down because of them having a really big reach and really big influence. I don't really buy into that, to be honest, um, personally. I think maybe that's a bit far-fetched. Um, but then again, you know, just just because... Just because something sounds crazy, that doesn't mean it's not true, I guess. I don't know. Um, I am not going to pretend to you that I have any insight into that and that I know what is going on, because I don't. Um, but I mean, it is going on, girl. <laughs> uh, oh, dear. Um, <laughs> so Michelle Moan, you remember her? The I'm not racist, I built like schools in Africa lady. You remember her? She's back, baby. She's back with a vengeance. She's all over the news cycle this week. It's been 
crazy. So, um, the Metropolitan Police are now investigating the claims of her sending racist messages that we talked about a little while ago. If you missed that, basically, she was having a row on WhatsApp with a man and she referred to him as a waste of a man's white skin, which is... <sighs> Girl. and she's like i i didn't know that he had indian heritage i mm, i i build schools in africa i don't type like that because i'm a sophisticated lady like girl um <laughs> it was um it was a whole fucking thing um and the metropolitan police have confirmed that they are now investigating um the case uh, because she's a Tory peer, I imagine they're going to drop it, but we'll see. Um, she has also been in the news because it has been revealed that she was involved in a PPE firm that she personally referred to the government. And she made this referral before the firm had even started. So it pretty much seems... Like, she was on the fucking scam, ladies. Miss Thing. <laughs> it's all coming back to her now. <laughs> it's all coming back to her now. Oh, dear, girl. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. I have to laugh because... Well, I love seeing terrible things happen to rich people because, you know... I mean, um... So she referred this company for PPE contracts five days before it was formally registered. That, that is interesting. She recommends this company to the cabinet office five days before it even fucking exists. Um, she is found to be very involved with this company. So it's likely that she was definitely profiting from it. Um, she has publicly denied any role or function in the company before, um, but an investigation has made it very, very clear that actually, yeah, she was definitely involved, girl. She was definitely fucking involved. Um, <laughs> girl. She's on the scam. She's on the racism. And we don't love to see any of it. I'm glad that this episode's gone up late because... <laughs> oh, God. Today. Today. Monday. There has been some uh, shenanigans. Girl. I... <laughs> Michael Gove got stuck in a lift. <laughs> My thoughts and prayers to the lift. Um, he got stuck in a lift at BBC Broadcasting House for some time, apparently, and was therefore late for an interview on the Today programme. Uh, apparently, he was keeping cheerful in the lift. Um, he did get out eventually, um, which is probably a good thing for the lift, really, isn't it? Um, <laughs> I just, honestly, all the ridiculous stuff happens to that man. I <laughs> go, go. <laughs>
apparently Jeremy Corbyn is considering setting up his own political party. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, so from what I can tell, his reasons for thinking about this is because he believes he will never be readmitted into the Labour Parliamentary Party and will never again be a Labour MP. However, I feel I feel he could save himself a lot of time, money and just inner peace by just standing as an independent because whether you like Jeremy Corbyn or you don't like Jeremy Corbyn, it is pretty obvious that his constituents do. And so I figure he'll probably get re-elected as an independent anyway. He's one of those rare cases where if he stands as an independent, he's still going to be okay. So this feels like a bit of a weird situation. <laughs> I don't really get why he's doing it. Um, apparently, many people in his inner circle... Um, believe that he should turn a project that he's been working on called the Peace and Justice Project into a political party. I just think it would be a waste of, of time and money, that's all. Um, there has been some talk about Labour MPs that might defect to his party if he sets it up. To be honest, my opinion, I don't think they would. I think that there are some people that might be saying to him now in the moment, yeah, Jeremy, I'll come join your party. It'll be like the good old days. It'll be fabulous. But when push comes to shove and when the moment actually comes, they won't do it. <laughs> they won't do it because they're going to want the resources that the Labour Party has. They don't want to be standing on their own two feet in a whole new situation. They want that safety and security of knowing that they'll be re-elected because they've got the Labour machine behind them. And I think when it comes to that moment, they might just be like, uh, sorry, mate, I just got a bit caught up back there, but um, I'm staying where I am. Um, which, again, is a new reason to not do this new party because, it, God, it'd be embarrassing. Um, but I guess we'll see what happens. Um, I, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> and also, uh, <laughs> Nigel Farage got dragged by Andy Murray. Andy Murray is one of the only sports people that I know who he is because, well, literally because he was referenced in the thick of it. Like, that's the only reason. <laughs> um... So there's been this whole thing with this tennis player who went to Australia when he shouldn't have because he hadn't had the COVID vaccine and some other stuff happened. I can't lie to you. I'm not particularly on top of the situation. <laughs> um, but Nigel Farage has been like latching on to this guy um, for attention, I guess. Um, and then he posted a clip of him in this guy's trophy room with his family or some shit. And Andy Murray quote tweeted and said, please record the awkward moment when you tell them you've spent most of your career campaigning to have people from Eastern Europe deported. And we had to stand. We had to stand. I, <laughs> I will stand anybody that drags Nigel Farage, to be honest. Um, but yeah, shout out to this guy. Shout out to Andy Murray for being a real fucking one.
Okay, my beautiful besties, that is all for this week. Um, I will catch you again next week. And it's going to be so much drama and so much fun. Mm, I almost said something really, like, problematic and controversial. But, like, I don't know if it's problematic because I'm a girl and, like, girls are perfect and never do problematic things. But, like, God, I'm not going to do it. I might do it. I mean, I'm just... No. Anyway, I will... Mm, that'll be, like, a fun mystery for you throughout the week. You can you can try and imagine the problematic thing that I was about to say <laughs> and then didn't say. <laughs> um, so this is me signing off, your problematic fave. Um, back next week, probably thinking and saying more problematic things. Um... I'm off to cook my dinner and write incredibly obnoxious poetry about the things I saw today at the Scottish Affairs Committee. And I will not be elaborating on that like David Lynch. Adios, my beautiful friends. Love you. Bye. going on with this whole politics business. And the stuff about me paddleboarding, nonsense, the sea was actually closed, it was a, a red notice. When Kermit the Frog, Kermit the Frog sang, it's not easy being green. Do you remember that one? Russia should go away, should shut up. In try that's, that's a dodgy view. I don't know if you've been to Peppa Pig World, who's been to, how's I mean anybody who's been to Peppa Pig World? December, I'll be in Beijing, opening up new pork markets. Like seriously, what the fuck?